Hello, friends. I'm JR Briggs, founder of Kairos Partnerships. Welcome to another episode of the Resilient Leaders Podcast. Well, most leaders are burdened by complexity and exhaustion, and Kairos Partnerships exist to help leaders like you, to give you the perspective and tools that you need to lead with health, clarity, and confidence. Well, before jumping in here today, I want to mention one of the many ways that we seek to equip leaders like you on a weekly basis. Certainly, this podcast is one of them, but there are other ways. Here's another one. Every Tuesday morning, I release a fresh edition of Five Things in Five Minutes, a free newsletter where I share one thought, two links, a quote, and a question for you as a leader to reflect upon in your life. That's it. The entire thing takes five minutes to read every week. Over a thousand leaders have already subscribed to this free weekly newsletter. And if you haven't subscribed, let me encourage you to do so. You can sign up on our website at kairospartnerships.org slash 5T5M. That's kairospartnerships, K-A-I-R-O-S, partnerships.org slash 5T5M. Or you can check out the show notes for more information. information. All right, well, let's jump in here. And one of my favorite leadership quotes is a question from a leader and pastor named Andy Stanley who asked, is this a problem to be solved or a tension to be managed? It's a great question. Anytime I'm faced with some sort of issue that seems incredibly complex, I ask that Stanley question, is this a problem to be solved or a tension to be managed? Sometimes we go around with a fix-it mindset as leaders, always trying to fix a problem and move on to the next problem. We're, we're, we feel a little bit like firemen. We walk around, here's a fire, put it out. Another fire, put it out. And sometimes that's good. But sometimes there are things that just can't be fixed. They won't go away entirely, no matter how hard we try. And so we need the wisdom to know how to manage it in our lives in healthy ways. On this podcast, we've talked a lot about good stress and unhealthy stress. That is eustress and distress. U as in E-U, E-U-S-T-R-E-S-S, eustress is good stress in your life. You need stress of uh, blood pressing against your blood vessels so that it pumps through your body. You need stress on the balls of your feet when you're walking. That's eustress. It's good stress in your life. You need that. And also distress we know is unhealthy, where it actually is damaging on who we are. But what happens when the distress happens in your coworkers, colleagues, those who report to you, those on your team, or even to your own teenage kids? Today, I want to talk about anxiety. Now, during the pandemic, the CDC reported that among young adults specifically, anxiety spiked to three times the normal amount and depression was up four times. But even if you're not a young adult, you know, among Americans across the board, there's been a spike in depression, anxiety, and even requests to see a counselor. There's been a rise in calls to suicide prevention hotlines. This certainly is alarming. Anxiety seems to be everywhere, doesn't it? There are lots of factors to this. Although we don't have time to unpack all those factors here, I want to look at what we can do about this. How do we press into resilience in the age of anxiety? I want to tell you about a story of a leader that I coached. He had a military background, real tough guy. Anything that came in his way, he just nailed it. He crushed it. 
And he thought all of this talk in our culture about anxiety was a joke. He told me in a coaching session, he said, I'm just, I'm convinced that we're just getting soft. Why can't we just be tough and move on? He thought we were coddling to people's feelings. Everything felt touchy-feely to him. And he wanted people to toughen up and move on with their lives. Until one day, anxiety and depression struck him out of the blue. He had a panic attack out of nowhere. He struggled for weeks to get back to some sense of normality in his life. And thus, he changed his view on it entirely. He became more compassionate and understanding for people who struggle with anxiety and depression. He became an advocate for helping those around him to have the resources to seek out help. He even went back and apologized to some people where he had made light of mental health and anxiety. Maybe you deal with people around you who struggle with anxiety. And maybe you think those people are just soft. Maybe you think they, they need more faith. You know, just, just pray more. Maybe you think they need more grit. Just try harder and do more. Or maybe you think they need more of the positive vibes approach. Just think happy thoughts and be more grateful. Those aren't always helpful, are they? I'm all for faith. I'm all for grit. I'm all for positivity, optimism, and hope. You know this. But sometimes... It just doesn't feel like it's enough. And maybe it's not just other people who struggle with anxiety in your life. Maybe it's you. On a, on a personal note here, I, I'm not a very calm person. Those around me would never describe me as being calm. I wish I had a calm disposition in my life. I wish I was the one who could remain cool under pressure all the time. But most of my life, I have struggled with a very mild anxiety disorder. And I've had to work very hard at this. Now, I recently heard Kara Powell, director of the Fuller Youth Institute at Fuller Seminary in Southern California. She was interviewed on a podcast about young adults and anxiety. It was fascinating. Her wisdom, I believe, is helpful for everyone, regardless of their age. And this can help you as a parent, a coworker, a friend a leader, and even in your own life. She came up with the mnemonic device of ABCDE. Now, I know, I know, I cringed a little bit too when I heard about this, but it's an incredibly helpful tool. So I guess we'll keep it, ABCDE. In fact, it was so helpful, while I was listening to it driving around in the car, I paused, pulled over on the side of the road, and wrote them down so I wouldn't forget because I believe this will be a tool that I can refer back to with regularity to help leaders I serve, and potentially in my own life. Kara talked about the ABCDE. A, ask. To ask the question, on a scale of 1 to 10, how are you dealing with anxiety right now? That's a great question. B is breathe. Just encourage people to breathe. Our bodies sometimes get overwhelmed, and we just need to remind people where they're breathing. Maybe it's box breathing. Exhale for, for, uh, for four seconds, hold your breath. Inhale for four seconds, hold your breath. That's called box breathing. See center. Encourage people to center on a truth or a principle, a verse from scripture. They can center their mind on what they know to be true. D, develop a team. This could be a life or leadership coach. It could be a friend. It could be a pastor or spiritual leader in your life. It could be a counselor. It could be a team of people. But those who 
can support you and come around you to help encourage you and check in with you regularly. And then E, empathize. Empathize with that person who's going through a really hard time and say, that stinks and I think you can do it. And I love that balance of that phrase. That stinks, but I think you can do it. The balance of saying, yes, I acknowledge this is hard. I empathize with you. Followed by, but you can press into this. I believe you're capable of facing this challenge. A, B, C, D, E. Ask, breathe, center, develop a team, and empathize. We may not be able to eliminate anxiety from our lives or the lives of other people entirely. It is a tension to be managed, not a problem to be solved. I do believe that we can learn to manage it in a way that's healthy. Years ago, I heard the phrase, calm is contagious. And I agree. But I've also realized through the years, so is anxiety. Have you ever noticed an anxious leader in a system creates an anxious system? Calm is contagious, but anxiety is contagious too. I was reminded of the first two lines of Rudyard Kipling's famous poem, If which I was required to memorize in Miss Skelly's sixth grade English class. Those first two lines, Kipling says, if you can keep your head when all about you are losing theirs and blaming it on you. Imagine if we can be leaders who keep our head when others are losing their minds. But leader, if you can't be completely calm and relaxed, just try to play a game with yourself. I try to play this game with myself all the time. If I can't be completely calm and relaxed, I just try to be the calmest person in the room. That would be a great start. Well, thanks for listening today. This podcast is produced by Joel Limbaugh, founder and owner of On a Limb Productions. You can check out his great work at onalimproductions.com, or you can check out the show notes for more information of the great work that he does. Leaders, be faithful, available, teachable, and hungry. Keep leaning in and learning. And remember, anxiety is among us. We live in an anxious world. Manage the tension by practicing A, B, C, D, E. And as you do it, try and be the calmest person in the room. Have a great week.